we can all put away this demonic spirit that has dominated our nation by bringing back morals, values, consideration, respect, and the greatest of these, love in our daily lives for ourselves and others. Thanks for tuning in to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. Remember, you are an overcomer. Welcome to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. I am your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. I want to thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Emotional Healing. I always tell you guys we cannot live alone without someone hurting us or us making mistakes, right, and hurting other people. But as we gain wisdom through the lessons, right, through the blessings, through the hardships, through the hard times, through the painful emotions, right, we gain the wisdom on how to go forward, right, in a healthy way, in a better way, to be open, to be understanding, to give people a chance to different people a chance to show who they are in our life or who they are going to be in our life. But if we have not put the steps toward healing, we look at all people as the same, right? It is some evil people out there in the world and some people like being evil and hurtful, but it is some good people, right? It has been some people who have woke up to healing or who didn't really need to heal from a lot of traumatic events or traumatic emotions, right? That are good people. And we can ruin relationships. We can ruin opportunities. We can ruin just different experiences that would bring us joy if we do not heal and have an open mind from the trauma that we have went through. So on today's show, I will be speaking on finding joy after enduring trauma. So many times when we endure hard situations, hard things, demonic attacks, certain people coming against us, right? People we never thought would harm us or hurt us or say different things to us. We cannot find our joy. Trauma stops joy, right? It brings on sadness and depression and feelings of if things could have been different or why did this person or these people do that to me, right? And it's okay to dwell on certain things that happen to you, right? And when you start emotional healing, you have to acknowledge, right? That's the first step to healing. Acknowledge what has happened to you in your past. Where did you go wrong at, right? Who done it to you, right? And how you need to set up boundaries and what lessons that you have learned to gain wisdom, to restore relationships, to add for future relationships or future experiences that you will have in your future. But I want to speak on finding joy after trauma because life is hard for all of us, right? And you got to have time to find some type of joy, to believe things are going to get better, to learn from your mistakes, to learn from what has happened to you and what didn't work out well. And if you continue to dwell on it over and over again, right, it doesn't bring you any joy. Like I said, you start looking at all people as being the same or having a motive, an evil motive towards you. And everybody is not like that. It's some people that do, but it's a lot of people that's not right. It is some kind and loving people out there 
that are understanding and willing to be your friend or willing to work with you or willing to love you. But if you don't believe that you are lovable, right, or if you believe that everybody is out to harm you, then you mess up people and things and experience that God was trying to give you to heal you, to bring you that joy in your spirit. So I will be giving you steps on how to find your joy after enduring trauma on this show. I also will be speaking on the man of God who said the joy of the Lord is my strength, right? He went through a lot of traumatic events emotionally, physically, but he put his hope and faith and trust in God. And that's where he found his joy, right? Because we all know that life can't always go well and life cannot always be bad, right? But if you find joy, peace in the midst of your storms and the things that didn't go well, right? And things you have done and learn how to release it and move forward and focus on the present, then you are well on your way on your emotional healing journey. And you do have to find joy in the midst of healing. Everything can't be serious, right? But everything shouldn't be a joke or look over either. So in the midst of that, you want to work on how to find joy, how to make time for yourself, how to smile again, right? How to take steps on trusting again. So that's what this show would be about today. Finding joy after enduring trauma. So stay tuned after this commercial break. So the song says mountains are still being Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe, cause yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do. I love this when y'all, it says, and bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do. Welcome back to My Two Cents with Evangelist Walesa Norris. This is your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. Now, before the commercial break, I told you guys I was going to explain how to get your joy back after enduring trauma. We do know trauma causes a lot of emotional distress, right? With questions, with flashbacks, with memories, with just painful emotions from crying to anger to disgust to feelings of being defeated. Trauma can have all type of emotions, right? Even jealousy at times, right? So if we don't work on healing what has happened to us or what we have endured or what we have done to other people, right? We will stay in this defeated mindset and we will keep reliving these events and putting that trauma off on other people and not being in healthy relationships. So when you are healing, you are coming back to self-love, right? You are coming back to knowing that people make mistakes, being forgiven, being loving, but also putting up boundaries and realizing who is for you and who's not for you, what you want to experience and what you don't want to experience in life moving forward. Because nothing 
nothing changes a person like pain, right? And trauma is associated with pain, right? And we don't want the pain to change us to be bitter. We want to change us to be better. And so many times we look at it from a different standpoint and we let it cause us to be angry, to isolate, to view other people as all being the same or feeling like nobody is not a good person because of the things that has happened to us or we let that guilt hold on ourselves when we have done things that was wrong that now we have the wisdom on realizing it was wrong right and that people are coming against us or calling us out for our wrongdoing but you don't want to hold on to none of those emotions as you emotionally heal yes like I told you guys before the commercial break Right? Acknowledgement is the first key of healing. You have to acknowledge what has happened in your life, who has caused it, your end of the deal, and whatever what was going on in a situation, in a relationship, in a career. You have to acknowledge your losses and things that just made you sad and unhappy. But you also want to think on the good things about yourself and about other people if you're trying to restore the relationship right you want to think on the good do they good outweigh the bad and if they bad outweigh the good you don't want to wish evil on them apply evil on them right when you add god in your emotional healing we know that vengeance is mine thus saith the lord right you just want to pray that they get the wisdom and heal from what has happened to them because this is how the spirit of narcissistic and toxic get passed around because no one is doing the work the inner work to heal like I told you guys on one of my messages on my social media how you gonna win if you're not right within in order to win in life to in order to overcome in life in order to not only be a survivor but to thrive after your pain you have to go within and heal so with that being said <clears throat> I'm gonna speak on what is trauma right trauma is an emotional response after a terrible event has happened it it can be an accident. It can be rape. It can be a shooting, right? It can be anything that brought you trauma that made you feel uncomfortable, right? That you have unpredictable emotions, flashbacks. Uh, you don't like to be around certain people and you'll even start getting physical symptoms, right? Like headaches or nausea or depression, or you want to just lay in the house all day and sleep, or you don't want to do anything. Trauma has us reacting in such a horrible way, right? That's not good for our physical or mental health. So as you emotionally heal after acknowledging all the things that went wrong, after acknowledging boundaries need to be set, after coming back to realizing you have to have self-love and you have to give everyone a fair chance, whether new or old, to see where they're coming from and seeing if it works for you or if it don't work for you, right? So you can know you have to move forward either with the people you love or without the people you love and just wishing them to to heal as well, to get your joy back. First, you have to embrace your painful emotions like I was just speaking on, acknowledging it, right? So once you acknowledge why you are so angry, why you are in tears, why it hurt you so bad, right? Eventually you will get the strength to overcome those emotions. Nothing, like I said, <clears throat> nothing helps a person release 
pain and anger like crying. It's nothing wrong with crying, right? And you don't have to cry in the front of a bunch of people, but wherever you let your cry out about what has happened to you or what you endure, it's okay to cry. A lot of people feel like I have to hold a lot of things in. And when you hold a lot of things in, it comes out at the wrong time and sometimes on the wrong people, people who God sent to love and help you. So once you cry about it, whether alone or around people you feel like you can trust about what has happened in your life, that's another sign of regaining your happiness back, right? Nothing changes you or helps you like a good cry because now you got your strength, right? You, you Now you realize I have the strength to overcome. Yes, I went through this. Yes, I've done this. But I had to let it out, right? And one way to let it out is through tears. Another thing is you want to learn how to release the painful past, things that happened that didn't go right, right? And just focus your attention on the present. What you have to do now, don't I have to pay bills? Don't I have to work on my business? Don't I have to realize that I have to start being understanding and caring for other people and not just other people, but for myself too. You want to make time for it for yourself as well. You want to, you know, create a story, whether that's writing it down or speaking it out, that I am a survivor of whatever has happened to me, right? I'm not a victim now. I'm a victor, right? I have survived all this traumatic abuse, all of this emotional abuse and physical abuse. And I'm glad that I survived it, right? I'm still here to live and tell my story. So don't look at yourself as a victim all the time. Sometimes, yes, you have to play the victim world, but you have to realize that we all are a villain in someone's story, right? But if you know the truth, if you know that you endure hardships and different things that you shouldn't have endured when you had like pure intentions, you may not was perfect, right? But you were trying to be a person of integrity and love and understanding and people just did not see things your way. They overstepped your boundary. They took your kindness for weakness. They didn't care about the love that you tried to offer or share or your presence, realize that you are a survivor now as you emotionally heal. You are no longer a victim because you learned something from that, right? When people take your kindness for weakness, then you want to remove yourself from those type of people, right? Because they're going to bring you in a down state or have you behaving in a way you really don't want to behave as you learn wisdom from healing, right? I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be arguing and upset all the time. And if you're not going to be compromising or see things from my point of view, like I try to see things from your point of view, then maybe we need to part ways. So now you realizing that you are now a survivor. You also want to stick with to a pleasant routine, right? You want to stick to a good routine. What has been working for you? Has taking a walk for 20 minutes a day been working with you? You feel like you you can get through life, right? You can get through the day. Has it been exercising? Has it been talking to a therapist or a life coach? Has it been just going out with your friends and your family that you feel like you can trust and really have good love for you? You want to try to avoid spending lots of time alone when you are really enduring those painful emotions. Now, I know it's good to isolate, but not for long periods of times, especially when you need help and you need someone to speak to or somebody just to listen to what you are dealing with, right? You want to invest in a trusted friend or family. And if you feel like you can't trust none of your friends or family, because we do know certain people who we grew up with, right? The mentality they have, they have shown it to us 
over and over again. If they're not trusting, if they're not understanding, if they're not willing to be a helping hand to lift you back up, then you want to seek out like a support group who you feel like can understand you and will not be judgmental and try to give you steps on moving forward in a positive way. You also want to be able to ask for support. So many times we deal with painful emotion and things that happen and we don't know how to deal with it, right? But we don't want to ask nobody for help because we feel like that's a sign of weakness, but that's really a sign of strength showing that I do need help. No one can do life alone. As much as some of us are strong and wanting to be independent, we all need somebody, but it's about finding the right person. It's nothing wrong with finding somebody who have endured the same problems and issues that you have in your lifetime, right? Because it's good to relate, but that's what trauma bonding coming in at. It's nothing wrong with trauma bonding, but you want to trauma bond with somebody that's going to give you the right advice, positive advice, and have to take positive steps moving forward. Not no one that's going to trauma bond and keep you in the pain and keep you in those memories, keep reminding you of what happened, what you've done, and making you feel bad, right? We feel bad enough for whatever has happened or occur, right? But you want somebody to give you a different understanding to relate to you and tell you how they got out or how they're getting out and how they're dealing with their trauma. It's nothing wrong with trauma bonding, but trauma bonding with the right people who's trying to move forward in a healthy and positive way as you emotionally heal. You also can meditate. I know I struggle with meditating, but if you can sit still, right, or lead, listen to a guided meditation, a prayer meditation, or or just be quiet and, and meditate and speak positive words to yourself that I'm moving forward, right? That I am blessed and cannot be cursed, that I am healthy, that I am happy, that good things are happening to me. Just all things positive to speak over yourself. And once you continue to speak over yourself, good things, right? Good things will start happening as you believe that you can come out of this negative mindset or all this turmoil that has happened to you, right? Also, you want to take care of your body. Like I said, exercising is great. Now, you don't want to rush in because healing is not overnight, right? You want to be able to take little steps, right? Whether you plan to walk for a day or two, whether you plan to go to the gym, whether you plan on riding your bike. I see people riding their bike at old ages now, you know, from one to two days a week, just saying, I'm just getting out. And that's great to want to take care of your body. Also, you want to be persistent in your emotional healing process, right? You want to be persistent in the small good steps that you are taking, realizing your worth, realizing your boundaries, realizing that I have to be loving and kind and understanding of other people and know that different people come from different backgrounds and different lifestyles. We all have endured something. We all have triggers, right? So as you be persistent in your emotional healing, in your faith, in God and your prayer life, right? As you're connecting with other people, whether that's churches, motivational speeches, life coaches, then you will slowly but surely start getting your joy back. So stay tuned. After this commercial break, I will be speaking on Nehemiah, the one who said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Are you looking for a speaker for your next event? Evangelist Walesa Norris is who your soul needs to be inspired. Book an appointment at fastfeathers.weebly.com. And when you feel good, you look good. That's why Walesa has outfits for every occasion. 
wigs for any situation, and furniture that gives your home a new, new elevation. Whether you almost lost your mind from toxicity or emotional abuse, or just looking for guidance to help you take that next step, Walesa has created the perfect course to help you get a better understanding and to heal from emotional abuse. It's all available for purchase at keepmedifferent.com. Why would you want to shop at any other brand but one that has it all for growth, faith, style, and home decor? Lord, keep me different. Welcome back to My Two Cents. This is your fabulous host, Walesa Norris, better known as Fash Feathers. I hope you guys are enjoying this show thus far on finding your joy after enduring trauma. We all have something to heal from, some worse than others, right? But we all can learn to find joy again, be content and release the past and things we have done, endured, or said to other people, right? As we wake up to wisdom. When God puts certain people across your life to wake you up to wisdom, to teach you a better way to live and go about life, to add him in your life, or just by reading his Bible and his book, right? We know it's some things that we have to change in our thinking and in our hearts. So no one understands that like Nehemiah, right? Now, Nehemiah was a Jewish leader who was rebuilding the temple of God, people, spiritual beliefs, in God and pleading to God for his family, right? He was a leader that God had raised up and it was going well with him in his life you know, as as he continued to follow God and follow spiritual principles in his life and treat others the way he wanted to be treated and just be good to people all around. He was just a great leader in leading the people back to God and being the example that they needed to see to have them work on their ways. So as Nehemiah was moved to a different city or a country where he was helping and serving and, um, exercising his spiritual beliefs with other believers, he had someone come visit him, right, to tell him about his family that he was moved from years ago before he became the leader, right? And he wanted to inquire about what's going on with my family and friends back home, right? And this person said, your family is living in disgrace, basically, like the devil is having a field day in their life. They have not been following God, right? They have not been working on their loving ways. They have not being understanding and they are living in disgrace. That means that they will only live in as survivors. We do know COVID just hit, right? And sometimes we have lost a lot of people and COVID, but it has been a lot of survivors after COVID. But during Nehemiah time, right, he was just saying that when they went through their horrible time, right, when the world had this horrible disaster, his family didn't thrive after the after the disaster, right? Like Nehemiah was doing good with his spiritual principles and being around loving and kind and understanding people and living well, right? Bills paid, food, everything was going well with him. His family, after the disaster that happened on earth, was living in disgrace. They were not 
being loving, kind, understanding. They were fighting. They were bickering. All type of violence, different things was happening in his family line, right? So Nehemiah, he know God is a God who answered prayers and God answered the prayers of the righteous. And you are in right standing with God, right? When you repent of your sins, when you know, Lord, I have been wrong, right? In my life, maybe the way I've been talking, maybe the way I have been behaving. And I not only sinned against different people, but I sinned against you because you sent me here to be loving, kind, understanding, compromising. So Nehemiah had that wisdom and he know that God is merciful, kind, and will forgive you of your sins. And if you intercede on behalf of other people, God will bless them, right? And show them mercy and grace. So when Nehemiah heard all of this disaster and disgrace that was going on in his family life and family line, because they are not walking in the ways of love, they are letting the enemy win in their life and they are participating in evil deeds toward each other and other people. And so they have blocked their blessings from God. Nehemiah went to God in prayer and the prayer he said was hear the prayer that I your servant am praying to you day and night for your servants the Israelites I confess the sins we Israelites have done against you my father's family and I have sinned against you it was a longer prayer than that but he basically was telling God that I know I'm not perfect right even though I am working on following the ways of God, but I know that I fail you daily too, but my family is really failing you. And I'm asking you that you hear my prayer and not blot out my prayer, right? Because God does hear all prayers, but God actually sits back and watch and see if you're going to work on the prayers that you're praying to him for. If you want God to bless you, then you have to be a blessing to others. If you want God to send loving people in your life, you have to be loving and kind and understanding, right? So Nehemiah, knew all of this and for God to move on his behalf and his family behalf he had to pray and intercede on behalf of his family and acknowledge his wrongdoing like I said we acknowledge our wrongdoing to ourselves maybe to other people whether they accept your apology or anything else but mainly to God right because only God can take a mess and make it a message right only God can take what is destroyed and rebuild it back up and Nehemiah knew this. So Nehemiah asked God, please grant me favor, Lord, to go back to my city, to my family where I grew up with so I could teach them the ways of God, so I could teach them the spiritual aspects of life, not just the logical things, right? And God granted him favor to go back so he could teach his family because Nehemiah knew that he just didn't want to feel blessed, right? It hurt him to see that his family was living in disgrace, that things was going terribly wrong in their life, that they was just living right. They wasn't thriving. They wasn't working on goals. They wasn't loving each other. They wasn't being blessed. Actually, they was being attacked and used by the enemy and Satan does, does that in all of our life. If he can get us to always think negative, if he can plant feelings of jealousy, anger, bitterness in our life, then that blocks our blessings. Nehemiah knew this, but his family might didn't know this, right? So God sent Nehemiah back to rebuild the people's faith in God, to teach them the right ways and learn how God will bless them if they start working on their ways of being loving and kind and repent from evil things they were saying or doing to one another. And it was a hard task for Nehemiah because as he went on about changing things in his 
family line, right? People found out that didn't want to change, right? Or didn't think he was good enough to change the people faith, to have them believing in God and have them believing that they can get blessed too, right? He was, he got sent under attack. People were attacking him with their words. People were plotting and planning against him. And sometimes that happened in our life as well, too. When we are the one in the family, right? Or we are the one in the community, or we are the one in the friend group or career that want to do things the right way, to be people of integrity, to be loving, to be kind, to be understanding, to realize the way things have been going it's not working and things are failing because we're not doing the things the right way. And when you are the one person that decide to change and do things the way God has sent you to do it, people will attack you, right? Either through word or deed or plot and plan against you. And Nehemiah had to go through all of this, but still maintain his faith in God, still believe in himself, not only God, but himself that he can do this and that God will give him the strength and the power to keep going. So Nehemiah, even under attack, Nehemiah told the people that um, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He said that don't grieve this day, right? Believe in God. So, Because a lot of people that he was with and even his family and friends that he had ran into and he was telling them that the reason why they were going through all this turmoil and trouble and things wasn't getting good for them is because they had sinned against God. So the people started crying, right? Because they like, I want blessings. I don't want to keep going going through hard times. I don't want to be um, looked down on. I don't want to keep going through this, uh, these crazy emotions and not making it and not knowing where my help going to come from. So Nehemiah told them, because you're crying, right? And God hears your cries and he see that you really do want to work on your ways and change. Do not grieve. Do not cry. Instead, rejoice and eat because now your healing has come, right? Now God will show you mercy. Now God will give you grace as you start taking small steps on working on your ways to change from negative ways to positive ways because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So that's how good God is. Even when we mess up and sin against him or do different things against other people, once we get the wisdom that we were wrong and we, and we repent and we ask God for his grace and his mercy, he would give it to us and he will restore our lives, right? And give us different opportunities as we be persistent in our emotional healing journey, as we be persistent in our actions actions toward taking positive steps to heal and change the way we view things, the way we view people and trying to be loving and kind. So that is the end of my show for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this show on finding joy after trauma. If you need an emotional healing coach or a life coach, you can book me at keepmedifferent.com. If you want some time to work on your ways, I also have an emotional healing course on wrong mindsets and positive mindsets and how to add God in your emotional healing. You can book, you can buy that on keepmedifferent.com and also have furniture, clothing and everything else. So God bless until the next show next week. Welcome to my two cents podcast with evangelist Walesa Norris. In this world, both good and evil exists. We all have a choice to choose whether we will walk in love or hate towards one another. Despite our difference in culture, religion, race, or opinions, every day the separation grows and the ways of God are often ignored. People lose their way 
and often allow evil to play out amongst others, leaving emotional damage and unhealed wounds in the hearts of others. Do you believe in Satan, evil spirits, or demons? That is the spirit that controls a narcissistic personality. That spirit comes in like an angel of light, but the truth or love is not in it. You will be left in devastation, shock, and feelings of betrayal by the damage they cause in your emotional health by being in a relationship with these types of personality disorders. The good news is healing is possible once you allow Jesus to do the mending and fixing of your heart and mind.